my brothers and sisters in Christ, and thank you for tuning in again to Saved and Single, Prepare for Godly Love. Now, there was a question about the tagline to this podcast, Prepare for Godly Love. Let me be clear, he loves us regardless to if we are prepared, mind, body, and soul, or not. Of course, we're not going to start off being prepared for God's love because we don't really understand the true love that God has for us. But as we read the scriptures, as we learn of God, And as we begin to understand the expectations that he has for us and that he actually has a plan designed for our lives, then we can begin to get to know God on a personal level. We do that by fasting, praying, reading our Bibles, and going to church. Now, our prayer life is absolutely essential to getting to know God personally. You can go to church and read the word and you will definitely begin to have an understanding of God. But to get to know him personally, you have to reach him in the spiritual realm. And that's what we mean by saved and single, prepare for godly love. We also talk about dating and relationships. Now, the man that God has designed for you is going to love you in an unconditional way, and that is godly love. Regardless to your flaws and your mishaps, he's not going to love you Based on that, he's going to love you based on the spiritual relationship that you have with God and the Holy Spirit that dwells within you because he's also going to have that spiritual relationship with God and he is also going to have the Holy Spirit dwelling within him. That is if God designed him for you. And that's what we mean by saved and single, prepared for godly love. Now, on the last podcast, I said that you should not date as a single Christian. And boy, did you guys let me have it, okay? I got emails. I got a whole bunch of responses. What do you mean? What do you mean? Don't date. How will I ever meet someone? Okay, let me clear that up, okay? Because I wasn't really clear on the last podcast. What I mean by you should not date is you should not spend quality time with someone who is not equally yoked with you. Someone who you don't know, you've met online, you don't know anything about them, and you just start dating them. They don't have a relationship with God. They haven't even heard about the gospel. They don't go to church, and they've never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. You definitely should not be dating anyone like that. You definitely should not be seeking just any random guy or any random female to date. That is absolutely not what God wants for your life. It's not an any, meeny, miny, mo situation. Now, when God prepares a mate for you, you guys will meet in the worship of Christ. You will meet because you've gone to the same church, or that guy visited your church, or you visited his church, or a best friend introduced you guys and thought you were perfect, and that best friend was saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll meet without making an effort, because God will make that connection. Trust and believe that. When you go out on your own and you try to meet someone, you're out of the will of God, because you're not having faith in God, and you're not trusting God. God will give you the desires of your heart. Remember that. But he also, in giving you that, he's giving you that. That means he's giving you what to desire. So your focus should be on Christ. And when you do get that desire to say, oh, Lord, you know, I I really want a husband. I'm tired of waiting. Go into prayer. Go into prayer and get your mind aligned with God. Because the closer you get to God, the more you receive what he has prepared for you. Each realm that you reach in the spirit is a closer connection to Christ. When I say realm, I mean level. When you're in prayer, there are different levels that you reach. The more you pray, 
the closer you get to God because prayer is access to God in the spirit. That's what prayer is. You never want to sit around wondering why you don't have what the next person has or the things that you know that God wants for your life. Don't sit around wondering about it. Pray is access to what you want and what you desire. Prayer is because if you're desiring the wrong things in that prayer, God is going to change your mind. And he's going to establish your thoughts. And you're going to begin to want and desire the things that God wants for you. Now, when you're praying and obtaining access to God, you're praying in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And he is the mediator between us and God. Because he gave his life for us. And he reconnected us. He gave us that access to being to salvation by dying on the cross for our sins. That's what he came for. Someone without Adam's blood had to come and die for our sins. So we pray in the name of Jesus, because he laid down his life for us. He wasn't killed. He came to lay down his life for us. Okay? So you pray in the name of Jesus when you pray, or your prayers won't be heard. That's it. That's all. They won't, they won't be heard. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, Lord, as humbly as I know how, because I want to draw nearer to you, because I want to get to know you better, Lord. I'm coming to you humbly, on my knees praying, you know me, you know what I know, you know what I don't know. Lord, help me through this. Show me the way. Lead me and guide me into your righteousness, Lord Jesus. I know you love me, Lord, and I'm loving you the best that I can. I ask you to allow me to grow in you, Lord. Touch my mind, touch my body, touch my soul, Lord. Receive me, Lord Jesus, as I am, Lord. I surrender my all to you, Lord Jesus, and I'm asking you, to help me, Lord Jesus. Help me to better understand the desires that you have and the plan that you have for my life, Lord Jesus. I want to be totally and completely in your will, Lord Jesus. I ask you to continue to establish my thoughts, regulate my mind, Lord Jesus. Word my mouth, Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. This is how you pray. This is how you connect to God, by surrendering your all to him. By giving your will to him so that he can establish your thoughts and teach you his will for your life. You pray in the name of Jesus. Okay, you've gotten a connection with God. You know God personally. You definitely want a wife now. And you feel like you prepared. Your best friend that's filled with the Holy Spirit has introduced you to Samantha. And so now you and Samantha, you love God, you worship God together. And you want to get closer to each other. You want to get to know each other better. Now, why can't you date? Why can't you spend that quality time one-on-one getting to know each other? Well, of course you can. Who's going to stop you, right? You both want to be together. You both want to get to know each other better. You want to feel like you know this person before you actually commit to them. Well, I'd say if you really want to do that, a good place to get to know each other is in church, worshiping Christ. Remember that that person is going to love you because of the relationship that you have with God and because of the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. Okay, so you, you can get to know each other at church, at dinner, after church, with your church brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you don't want to wait a long time getting to know this person and you know that God has prepared this person for you, what's taking you so long to get married? Just get married. You know that God has prepared this mate for you, right? So don't procrastinate on marriage if you know that God has connected you to. And you can get to know that person real good after marriage. Marriage has its benefits. 
So when I say you should not date, what I'm saying is that you should not be trying to get intimate with someone that you're not married to. I don't believe you should kiss a person that you're not married to. And I definitely don't believe that you should be having sexual relations with someone that you're not married to. And so you don't want to put yourself in those compromising situations when it comes to dating. And that's what I meant when I said that you should not date. My mindset was thinking about how the world dates and how the world chooses a mate. You definitely don't want to do that. You definitely want to be dating one person, but I don't really want to say dating. I want to say you should be interested in one person, and that should be a person that you believe that God has prepared for you. So when you're spending time together with the person that God has prepared for your life, make sure you're not in a situation where you're compromising your relationship with Christ and where you're not compromising your relationship with the woman or man of God that God has prepared for you. I want to put some scripture on what I've been saying because I've been talking and I don't like to talk without backing up what I'm saying with scripture. I'm going to start reading to you from 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. And it reads, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Bilal? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be your father and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And that was Second Corinthians 6. 14 through 18. And that is in alignment with what I said about choosing your mate not being a eeny, meeny, miny, mo situation. In Christ, you don't have the need or the option to just choose anyone because you're feeling lonely or you feel like you need a mate. You must and you should wait on God so that your marriage will last and be prosperous and be in the will of God. As humans, we are made up by our families which is the household we grew up in, and our peers. So we have the practices and the beliefs of our family, and we have the practices and the beliefs of our peers. Peers being the people that we spend our time with outside of the household. And so because of that, you want to make sure that you're with a mate that God has prepared for you. Someone that has been spending time with God. Someone that God has molded and shaped just for you. And that's why God says not to mingle with people who are unbelievers. And he gives examples in the scriptures of 1 Corinthians 6. I have a few other scriptures here. Philippians 2 and 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And in that scripture... The scriptures tell about how Christ was so obedient to God that he came and laid down his life for us so that we can be reunited with God. And so in that scripture, it's telling us to be mindful of the things of God in every aspect of our life. And that's what we want to do. We want to be mindful in dating, whether we're putting ourselves in compromising situations by spending one-on-one -on -one time together. You always want to let the mind of Christ override the mind of your flesh in every aspect of your life, in every step you take, in every action you make. You want to let the mind of Christ 
override the mind of the flesh. And we do that by studying the word of God. We begin to know the mind of Christ by studying his word. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now let's move over to 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5. And it reads, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. What the scripture is saying is that you want to protect your honor. You don't want to have sex outside of marriage. And you don't want to jeopardize your relationship with God. So you don't put yourself in situations that are compromising. And that's how you protect your honor. First Peter 5 and 8 reads, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, when you put yourself in those one-on-one situations, you're giving the devil opportunity to destroy your honor because he's seeking whom he may devour. And if you're not on the level to where you can tell Satan to get behind you as Jesus did, if you're not in that situation where you have the power to tell Satan to get behind you, then you're going to fall. You're going to have sex. You're going to end up in those bad situations. So you want to protect your honor by avoiding those situations. I'm not Jesus and you're not Jesus. So whether we have the power to resist Satan on those one-on-one situations or not, you won't know until you put yourself in it. And most likely it's too late. So just avoid it. Just avoid it. Just avoid it to be saved. In closing, I have one more scripture that I want to share with you. And that is 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. It's not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. And endures all things. Now that's an example of love. And that is again... 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7. And that confirms that if you have found your mate, they will be patient. They will be long-suffering. They will be kind and they will not provoke you into having sex or being intimate beyond what you believe to be safe and what you believe to be right in the eyes of God. You want to keep your honor. You want to protect your honor. And you also don't want to ruin the relationship between you and And your future made by going before God, by getting ahead of God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you as humbly as we know how, Lord. You know the minds and the hearts of each listener under the sound of my voice. Heavenly Father, you know their situation. Lord, I ask that you touch their minds, Lord Jesus. Touch their souls, Lord Jesus. Touch their bodies, Lord Jesus. And keep them in alignment with your will for their life, Lord Jesus. I ask that you establish their thoughts, Lord Jesus. I ask that you give them the will to pray, Lord Jesus, so that they can get closer to you and have a better understanding of what your plan is and what your requirements are for their life and in their relationship. 
Lord, every relationship that is in your will, I ask that you touch it, that you bless it, Lord, that you establish their thoughts, that you bind them together in love, in peace, in harmony. Lord, I ask that you regulate their minds, Lord Jesus, and keep them together, Lord. I ask that you unite them, Lord, under your perfect will, Lord, and let you reveal the plan that you have for them as a team, Lord Jesus, the plan that you have for their lives as they're binded together in love. And Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the joy, for the love, for the peace, and for the long-suffering for those who are still waiting for their mate. Lord, we thank you for the comfort that you give us in the time that we are being patient and remaining in your will, the time that we're getting to know you better, Lord. And for those that are in relationship, Lord, we ask that you give them the willpower to remain in your will and to refrain from sexual immorality, Lord. We ask that you establish their thoughts, that you give them the desire to pray together, Lord, to come together in you, Lord Jesus, to unite in your word so that they remain in your will for the remainder of their lives, Lord Jesus. We ask you to teach them how to have that relationship surrounded by your will. Surround their relationship within your will, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord Jesus. And we ask these blessings in your most holy name, Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that's my time. But before I officially sign off, I want to remind you to visit us on the web at savedandsingle.net. That's S-A-V-E-D-A-N-D-S-I-N-G-L-E dot net. This is your host, Deanna McGee, signing off until next time. I love you, and there's not a thing you can do about it.